This week we are studying Alma chapters 17 through 22, talking about the sons of Mosiah and their mission to the Lamanites. And in chapter 17, verse 13, they are going their separate ways, and it says, And it came to pass, when they had arrived in the borders of the land of the Lamanites, that they separated themselves and departed one from another, trusting in the Lord that they should meet again at the close of their harvest. And that really got me thinking that as they separated themselves, they put their trust in the Lord that they would meet again. This was an age of no cell phones, no email. I'm not even sure how reliable of a letter system they had or anything. And so as they were leaving in parting company at this point, they had no way of contacting one another really. They had to trust in God to preserve them and to bring them back together when the Lord saw fit because this is a large, huge area of land and they are hoping that they will find each other again at the end of this. And as I tried to relate that to my own life, I thought about my cell phone and how I get uncomfortable if I forget to bring my phone somewhere with me or if I'm trying to reach my kids and they don't answer the phone. That is uncomfortable as well. I don't like it. I want to make sure that they're okay, and I'm, I take comfort in knowing that if I needed to reach them or they needed to reach me, we are just one phone call away at all times. And I'm very thankful for technology. It can be such a blessing. We are able to keep in touch and build relationships with other people, but it's definitely a different way of living than what was happening here with the sons of Mosiah, they they really had to rely on Heavenly Father to protect them and to help them. And that kind of made me think about when I go to visit the temple and to serve in the temple, that is one of the few times when I can't bring my cell phone with me where I'm going. And so as I leave my children to serve in the temple. I am really leaving them. They don't have a way to contact me if something goes wrong. And while they're old enough to take care of themselves and each other, I still worry that if something were to happen, they couldn't reach me. And I've had to learn to trust in Heavenly Father during that time. And one day as I was worrying about them on my way to the temple, I was praying and I realized that I was on an errand for Heavenly Father. And because of that, I was entitled to his protection for my children and that really helped me feel better and so I have learned to trust them to the Lord while I'm on his errand in his temple and that's kind of how the sons of Mosiah were for their whole lives. They trusted their lives to the Lord and the lives of each other. I mean these are brothers and good friends and they they're leaving not knowing what will happen to one another. So Ammon goes and he ends up living among the people of Lamoni and when he first meets Lamoni, Lamoni takes a liking to him and asks him if he's going to stay with them for a while and I like Ammon's response in chapter 17 verse 23 he says yea I desire to dwell among this people for a time yea and perhaps until the, ta the day I die and that, I think, also fits in with this trusting in the Lord because Ammon, he wanted to find friends and to have a home here. 
he had no idea what his future would hold, but he did know that he had left behind his home and his family and his friends. And so he wanted those things here. And he had no idea how long he would be there, but he wanted to make it his home. He was all in from the beginning. He wanted to be a part of the people, not just convert them and leave, but he, he loved them and he wanted to be with them. And I think that's part of why he made such an outstanding missionary. So he becomes a servant to King Lamoni, and he's set to watch over the, the sheep with some other servants. And of course, some of the wicked Lamanites, more wicked Lamanites, are scattering the flocks and causing a lot of problems. And so they scatter the flocks of the king, and the other servants are upset. And in verse 28, it says, they began to weep exceedingly, saying, behold, our flocks are scattered already. And that just made me think, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's already too late. This has already happened. Man, I'm, it's, it's done. But the glorious thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that it is never too late. Satan wants us to believe that it is, that we've gone too far. But there's always a way back through repentance and through the atonement of Jesus Christ. So to fix this, they first use their own skills to fix the situation. They are quick and they work quickly to gather the sheep back together and to save the situation. And that's something that Heavenly Father expects us to do. He wants us to work to the best of our abilities and to use our skills to do what we can. But when that wasn't enough and the Lamanites again came to scatter the sheep, Ammon called on the strength of the Lord to help him defeat the wicked men. And that is true of us as well. We do all that we can. We use our talents and abilities and skills. And when we have exhausted our resources, Heavenly Father makes up the difference. Through Ammon's great example, a lot of people are converted, starting with the king and his servants. And in chapter 18, verse 21, the king is wanting to know more about Ammon and Heavenly Father and the gospel and he says to Ammon if thou wilt tell me concerning these things whatsoever thou desirest of me I will grant it unto thee and I was thinking Lamoni he had the world at his fingertips he had money fame power possessions pretty much anything he wanted but what he sought was something that he didn't have one of the few things and that was knowledge of the truth and he valued that truth above everything else that he had so that he was willing to give all of that up for the one thing that he could tell was lacking in his life. And so Ammon starts to teach him. And in verse 24, it says, And Ammon began to speak unto him with boldness. I think that when we use boldness, it can give a better impression to those that we are interacting with. And this is the case for Ammon. He speaks with boldness and he teaches about the gospel and he converts the king. And I was thinking about my son, my 14-year-old Carson. He has recently started his own window washing company and he put a lot of time and research into preparing for this. And he got the supplies with a loan from his parents and he practiced on my windows and got really good at doing it and got some business cards and he would come to our door and ring the door and practice what he was going to say and he he really did prepare a lot and then he's been going door to door 
knocking on doors and asking people if he can wash their windows. Now, one thing you need to know is that this is not something he's comfortable with. He's not one who likes to be the center of attention, and he definitely doesn't want to be speaking with adults and knocking on doors asking you to let him work. And so it's been a great accomplishment for him to be able to do this and to take the initiative himself to do this. I've been very proud of him, but today I was speaking with a woman in our ward and he was recently over in their area and he had knocked on her door and asked to wash her windows and she had turned him down saying she had already made other arrangements and so she didn't need him to do her windows but she told me today that she was very impressed with him because of his confidence and the way that he just came right to the door, knocked on the door, gave her a business card and said, hi, I'm Carson, I'm here to wash windows, can I wash your windows for you? And she was so impressed with that. And I thought that was interesting because I don't think that she's a woman who's easily impressed, but she could tell that because he was confident or bold, I guess you could say, he had that ability to win her over and I, I think that that's a wonderful thing that we can apply as we share the gospel. And hopefully, Carson will do the same as he serves a mission here in a few years. When we're sharing the gospel, there's no reason for us to be scared or shy about it. But we can be bold, we can be courageous and confident knowing that Heavenly Father loves each one of us and He loves those around us. And as we share that love, there is joy in that for us and for them. So we can be bold, we can be confident when we share the gospel, just like Ammon did. I also love verses 24 through 35 in chapter 18 as far as teaching the gospel, whether it be to friends and neighbors or people that we meet, but also and especially to our children because those verses are basic foundations for the gospel of Jesus Christ and I love the way Ammon explains everything and talks about them in a way that's really easy to understand even for people who don't have a background in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Alma chapter 20 Ammon is going to go free his brethren from prison and Lamoni wants to go with him and in verse 4 he says, I know in the strength of the Lord thou canst do all things but behold I will go with thee. And I like that because while it is true that God can do all things, it's also true that we are his hands on this earth and he gives us opportunities to serve and to help that work go forward. And that's really what happens here with Lamoni. Lamoni goes with and after a series of other events, he's able to help Ammon free his brethren from prison. And his brethren go and teach Lamoni's father, who is the king over all the land, and the king is very impressed with a meeting that he had with Ammon earlier, so he's very curious about the gospel, and when Ammon's brother Aaron shares the gospel with him, he says, the king says in verse 15 of chapter 22, I will give up all that I possess, yea, I will forsake my kingdom that I may receive this great joy. So Lamoni's father was willing to give up everything for the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And I was reflecting on my own personal life, thinking, how many times do I murmur, even if it's just to myself, because I have to give up an extra hour for a meeting for church, or it costs extra money to send the youth on their trek activity, or I'm asked to share my talents at church for free when, had I been doing them any other day of the week for anybody else, I would be making money for it. These things are such small sacrifices, and sometimes we grumble that we have to sacrifice these things, but we forget how valuable the gospel of Jesus Christ is, what our testimonies are really worth, or should be worth to us, and this is a good reminder. Lamoni's father really did know how valuable it was, and he was willing to give up everything so that he could have his own testimony. Next week, we are studying Alma, chapter 23 through chapter 29. Have a great week.